In the loneliness and in the darkness of the journey that you go on, whatever it is, mm. losing weight, getting through Corona, being the best PT, having a successful podcast. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Support us, please. <laughs> whatever it is. Follow us on the PT3 be- Instagram page. <laughs> hashtag PT3. YouTube PT3. You can email us at thept 3 at gmail.com. Follow Erratic. Sorry, we'll need to keep going. I just had to throw that in there. And we are back for the second part of the first episode of the PT3 podcast. Again, my name is Prab. Really happy you guys could join us again for the second part. And we just wanted to, again, thank everyone for tuning in. Thank everyone that tuned in the first episode and came back for our uh, final thoughts on this topic. We got a lot of great DMs and great ideas from the first one. Thanks a lot for all your support on social media and everything. Uh, really excited to get some more topics going for you guys in the future as well. Uh, and once again, feel free to DM us with more of your discussion ideas, more topic ideas. If you want to stay updated, make sure you follow all our social media, which will be uh, in the bio of the podcast description as well. And yeah, like without any further ado, let's just get straight into it. We're just going to pick off. We're just going to pick up where we left off and yeah, let's, let's get it. Yeah. It's a daily thing. Like I said, like, I mean, yeah. I, I agree with both of you. Like I, like the way also like just commenting on the working out thing too. Um, somewhere I was reading recently, uh, people like to like jump the gun be like, Oh yo, it's been like two months. I've been working, grinding so hard. I've been eating properly. Why am I not seeing any changes? And the thing, the problem with that is, it's almost like how how the person phrased it is like this. When you see pyramid schemes, right, online, or like those Forex traders, or okay, I'm not like trying to like, like page everyone, but like, <laughs> there's certain, there's certain things that you see online where people are like, okay, make a quick $10,000 in two months. Yeah. <laughs> Never happened. No, 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 I know what you're talking about, yeah never happens but you know it's a pyramid scheme if we can be objective enough to see that that's not correct or that's not the way that ten thousand dollars is saved then how is building or transforming your own body that's in that state after years and years of your daily practices how's that going to be transformed in two months like that Mm. like it's it's nothing is instant right like that's why daily discomfort for a long period of time is almost like an long investment in the long run. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like you have to you have to think of everything, every single movement that you do is an investment for the longer term. What are you doing today that's gonna pay off maybe like ten years down the road? Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's really how I think about it. And and that's why sometimes like people get discouraged along the way. Like you 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 have to be the only way that you find comfort in the loneliness and in the darkness of the journey that you go on, whatever it is, mm. losing weight, getting through Corona, being the best PT, having a successful podcast. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Support us, please. <laughs> whatever it is. Follow us on the PT3 Instagram page. <laughs> hashtag PT3. YouTube PT3. You can email us at thept3 at gmail.com. Follow Erratic. Sorry, we'll need to keep going. I just had to throw that in there. But that's what I mean. If we if we stop oh doing this after like ten episodes, it defeats the whole purpose. Because yeah. you know we're like, oh, yes. we, we didn't we didn't hit the million subscribers. 
by 10 episodes, people can be like, of course you didn't. Of course you didn't. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really want to hammer in what you said. Like, I think you said it a couple times. It's a daily thing, man. You're not going to, if you think like in a month or two, you're going to like master your mind. It's not going to happen. Like there's going to be, I think I was reading somewhere that the average person has 2,000 to 3,000 thoughts every hour or something like that which mm. is wild oh, and that's of course some of yeah. course it's hard to police that that thought process but that that doesn't mean it's not worth it and what happens is like over time i i feel like the amount of thoughts that slip through and let you enter a negative mindset decrease in frequency because you're almost training yourself to to police your thinking mm. which I, I think is really important because <clears throat> It's a it's a daily habit to change the way that you think about things. Whether that's mm. like something that like like a goal you have this month or like years from now, mm. you have to you have to constantly like remind yourself that it's going to be slow and it's going to take time and effort and you also have to go like Am I doing the the best I can every day? Am I doing things every day that will help me achieve that goal 10 years from now? And mm. you have to be accountable with that as well. That's a big thing. Like you can't just say, "Yo, I want to be like a gig- a huge like star or something," but your actions are not like backing up your words. And right. I think like that's that's yeah. a, a big reason why a lot of people kind of slip into that negative mindset is because like they're not being accountable for their actions. And that's kind of reducing the, it's, it's almost like you set these goals, but they mean less to you because if you don't do it, it almost has no weight in your opinion. That's what happens mm. when you lose accountability and then you yeah. lose things that are even deeper, such as self-respect. Like if you're not working towards your goals, you can, st- you can start losing self-respect and then you start going to that negative headspace even so more often. Sp- For open. sure. Exactly. And- um so going back into what tying what prab and walid was saying about um the exercise i think you know you you know you have somebody who's been exercising for two months um we'll just say two months and they're like back to your example Walid, where they're like i've made no no progress right Mm -hmm. i think it's important to when you when you think that that you made no progress in the two months that's that's kind of getting in that negative headspace but you need to look at that long-term goal and and realize that look on day one i was x weight whatever and i'm trying to get to x amount of weight within a year or something you have to give yourself that daily reminder that down the road i'm gonna look back at day one and i'm gonna see my progress and i think it's really easy to fall accustomed to having that negative mindset day by day because you don't you don't see the progress that's the thing. Yeah. When you don't see mm. the progress, it's really easy mm. to fall back and go and, and just kind of doubt yourself. But once you make it, if you, if you stay consistent and make it to that year goal, and then you look back, you'll see that each day that you spent trying to get to that goal was you, you, were, in, you were in a good mindset and, and you made it to where you were trying to, to get to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Beautiful. for sure. Yeah. Said it amazingly. And I think what's really like, unique and like really good about our situation in this podcast is that all three of us are kind of we have a kind of interesting story in the sense that Walid took a a, like he had a different journey from us to get here and he worked really hard and he didn't give up even after like 
like one t- like one time I, I don't i'm not sure how many times you had to apply it, it was my third try that your I got third it. try exactly so he could have like on the second one he could have just said something like it's not meant to be but he didn't and that made him come here and get in and, and do a good job and you know what i mean and michael just <laughs> completely switched fields degrees yeah he switched fields completely and he was doing things to get ready for pt school in business and then that's amazing man. which is which is crazy to me and like he was putting in the hours to to switch over like that and yeah. i don't know you don't do those things without knowing that it's going to be a slow process and you're going to have to take it day by day you know what i mean and like like yeah. even with even with me yeah. with the with the music thing music, yeah and with, sure. with with working out and things like that that were really hard for me to build as habits in in my earlier life which i'm now doing more consistently I, I don't know. I, I definitely see how this is such, such a big topic in our lives. And like going to the, like one of the last questions that we had for today's episode, we wanted to mainly go like 45 minutes, but I think we got some good, good thoughts in. So we just kept going. I wanted to ask you guys about your mindset before undergrad versus postgrad, before coming to, to physio school, how your mindset changed, experiences you went through that kind of changed the way that you you address your thinking and and things like that like like i don't know if one of you wants to I, give your thoughts I think, I think i'll go for this one yeah go for it off michael before go go he inches you in. got this fully <laughs> uh, so okay are you guys ready for my soliloquy i am i'm ready are you guys ready. ready for my cap tests like guidelines right here i don't know <laughs> oh my god oh man that's that's how we're gonna get all the views right oh my goodness okay relax relax okay so my mindset in undergrad man okay so the like i mentioned earlier i went to life sciences at uft at mississauga mm-hmm. um the first honestly i wanted to go to western originally uh but my parents were basically like no that's too far um <laughs> So, as soon as I was just like, okay, so it's not my decision, I'm going to end up at UFT Mississauga. Like, I was very disengaged in my first year. Like, it didn't, it didn't really go well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I didn't really pay attention to school or anything like that. And it really, it really haunts me to this day. <laughs> um, but I started playing a lot of basketball then. Like, in first year. All I did was, like, skip classes and play basketball. Like... Um, so it really affected my grades around second, second year, second year is when I basically, um, is when I picked up, uh, that I need to do something. I didn't know what I was doing at all. I've just had this idea in my mind growing up that I'll be some sort of a doctor. You know, I don't know what it was, but maybe it's just basically like everyone constantly praising how great, uh, dentists and doctors are viewed in our community at least. Um, and the prestige that comes with that title, I just adopted the idea, not intrinsically, but extrinsically. Um, but then it led me to, because of my basketball experience in my first year and my athletics and everything that I went through, um, I somehow started coming into physiotherapy and I realized that it wasn't as competitive as medicine and dentistry at first, you know, going to like the those uh career shows that they have at your mm-hmm. school I, it wasn't as competitive as dentistry and and medicine i was like yeah i got two years so i i'll get like a three point something that's achievable whatever um by the time fourth year rolls around i remember i didn't even know that there was a conversion 
GPA when applying to PT school. So the grades that I thought I had weren't actually the grades that I actually had. Um, and it made us like it, it was like it was like a four point to three point nine difference, like in terms of like the percent percentile differences. But it was still it's a it's still a huge deal when you're basically like scraping to get above the cutoff, right? Mm, so basically, definitely. when I didn't get accepted in first year, it was only because I was below the cutoff. So I immediately went into the mindset of, oh my god, how does this cutoff define how I would be as a PT? That's that's just like ridiculous. Mm. That's just like, you know, whatever. How could that? How could something like a number just define that? A PT is not a number. Right, it's right. it's a person who's compassionate yeah. and blah 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 blah. So my mindset was like that. I didn't think about, you know, oh, like, how could I be better? How could I become above the cutoff? How what what is it gonna take? Is this profession meant for me? Am I willing to get through? the next year or so to keep grinding and get myself above the water, uh, metaphorically above like sea level almost to get through to this profession. Am I willing to do that? Second year comes around. I did that, but it, and then I got waitlisted at every school. So first time, basically I knocked and like no one even answered. No one even asked who I was. Second year, I knocked someone, peeked through the door. They're like, yeah, you're not good enough. Just wait here for a second. We'll check to see if, you know, if, someone else, if there's someone else that we can kick out or if someone else doesn't want our school. So when the third application came around, I had to make a decision of whether or not I go back to my undergrad. post Like I, I declared graduation. I had to make a decision of whether or not I go back for another semester. And um, do I go through with it? OSAP won't support me. Um, I don't want to ask my parents for money or anything like that. So how am I going to be able to financially support myself for one more semester to make sure that I'm good, to make sure that I, the grades are not an issue, that I'm way more applicable this time. Like my GPA was like a 3.8-ish, right? 3.81 is what, they, what mm-hmm. these do call me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you brought it on yourself, man. You I, I did, but I'm honest. I'm honest. Okay, I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm truly an underdog. Do you understand? Gold, gold standard cap test. Oh my god. Walid, Walid was the. <laughs> our marketing rubric was based off his cap. 100%. So three point eight one was the was the GPA that I ended up with, and then UFT. Like yo, at that point, the third year application, I was like, I want to get into UFT. It's the closest. It's like my school. Like I'm rooted in this. Like this is meant for me. But I just don't know if it's enough. The cutoff comes out. And it said 3.81. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not making it. I- I'm not going to make it. But then I wrote the cap test. And you know what? Somehow I made it. You know? And, you and it, honestly, in that Please. moment, I realized. I realized that, like, I think undergrad leads you to this mentality. That, you know what? You need to really fight and really, really make yeah. sure that you get every yeah. single percent to reach a different grade range. To make sure that you're even worthy of applying. So I think that that worthiness that comes through the application and that rejection and the acceptance that that you receive from it it's very hard or heavy to process really mm-hmm. um yeah so then when we get into the post-grad life i'm gonna keep it very brief because i know i my soliloquy has been going on longer than shakespeare um, <laughs> post-grad is completely different and and i cannot stress this enough like i think pt2s have told us this like, on the first day um we have to basically, in terms of grades, it's only 70%. As soon as I heard that, 
I was so excited, man. Oh my god! Like it was like everything <laughs> on my shoulders is just lifted off. Cause like every, like for the past yeah. three years, I've been inching for every single percent. It's like please, UFT, please just give me one more percent. Just oh, professor, oh man, I've I've worked really hard. Can you bump me from an eighty-eight to ninety? Like it will change everything for me. Blah blah blah. blah. Like all that stuff was like taken off my shoulders. I knew that I don't need to do that anymore. But now my mindset is shifting towards being the best professional that I can be. Mm. I think being a professional is not defined by the percentages that you get during like a, a neural final test. But mm -hmm. it's just to see how you're performing so far based on the curriculum that's being thrown at you at the moment. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but being a professional physiotherapist, it's more so honing in on those skills that you learned through school through experience and that experience part is still gonna slap us in the face when we go out there when we get that first job when we get that first placement it's still gonna hit mm -hmm. us because we're just not used to those simulations yet yeah um but yeah that's that's basically the end of what my mindset is and how it shifted from undergrad and postgrad <laughs> mikey go for it yeah um okay uh so kind of similar to what walid was talking about with um, the undergrad experience. So like, like Prab mentioned uh, earlier on, I came from a commerce background and I didn't want, I, I didn't decide I wanted to go into PT or figure out that I wanted to go into PT until the summer between my, it was, I think it was my second and third year. Yeah, it was my second and third year. That's kind of when I was the pivotal point for me when I decided that PT was going to be the thing for me. And just a little background, um, my undergrad experience, especially in first year and second year, was was poor. Like I, I didn't do uh, academically. Like I didn't do very well um, academically. Like, I just scraped by um, and made it to my my second year and then my third year. And there was a huge switch um, when I found out that I wanted to go into PT. And I knew when I found out what the requirements were to get into PT, I was like, well, I want to do this. I need and I want to get there what do I need to change and I knew I wanted to stay I was kind of two years into the commerce program I'm like I'm just gonna finish commerce I'm like I, I didn't want to go through the whole hassle of switching to Ken so I'm like what, what am I gonna do right now I gotta do something right now to, to change this and it was my mindset towards studying and my mindset towards school and test taking and being in groups and assignments and taking on more of like a leadership role within those groups and, and not sitting back and sort of taking back the control of, of what I was going to do on these tests instead of studying last minute or for one, you know, a couple hours before or a day before I actually like planned out the entire week um, when I was going to study. And I think that was a really pivotal um, point in my undergrad is when I decided to uh, pursue PT and I was and I was passionate about pursuing PT and I knew this is what I wanted to do because it it fit really well with my um, in my opinion with my personality and and what I liked and, and how I like to help people um, so I think in undergrad is where I had a really big mindset shift um, and then postgrad again very similar to Walid um, just the people that were around it it really makes you just think about um, yourself what you're doing um, your interactions with people around you. Um, and it makes you see, like I said, both sides, um, if you're having more of a negative mindset or a positive mindset, it really, it really hones in what 
the term mindset means. And I think having conversations mm -hmm. like this, like with you guys and with our classmates, um, is really important to keep um, progressing um, what we think about what mindset is and what it means to us. Mm. Beautiful, man. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Proud? Yeah, like everything you said and, and what Waleed said is super important. I really liked the transition from undergrad to postgrad because I think like in like a really common undergrad mentality is how am I going to get in somewhere? right mm -hmm. so what that does a lot of the time is it kind of like changes the types of experiences that we chase so it's very easy to get caught up in doing a lot of extracurriculars and certain going through certain experiences just to kind of make your resume look really good make your application look strong and to be honest when you look back at it there's not a lot of things that you did necessarily that were actually fulfilling to you or that you were really passionate about i think a lot of us are guilty of of that resume building type mentality which mm -hmm. like isn't exactly bad because we have to get in but it, it's almost like you're in a you're in like a, a situation where you got to do what you got to do but now that we're we're in post-grad i really like that the the types of experiences we're choosing now are really on things that we care about and we're passionate about and are actually going to be like fulfilling to us and like important to our career and like that, that doesn't even necessarily need to be in school i just think like in post-grad there's been a, a bigger influence on like work-life balance as well and definitely just i don't know just living like like a healthier life with better habits i think that's that's been my biggest mindset change coming in because once you know what your profession is going to be you kind of know what your life is going to look like you can start really honing in on the things that you want to make sure you uh you instill within yourself before you kind of go out into the real world and you're like i don't know like working and like doing things like having kids you know things like that yeah yeah you're you're, you're almost like building your life and not just your resume so i think exactly that is a really important mindset shift and i honestly i would even encourage people in undergrad to start thinking that way because like yes like we do need to get like really good grades to get in we need to like build our resumes but it's it's really important to make sure that you're still doing the things that you care about and making time for that balance because once you kind of it's a lot easier to form good habits when you build them earlier and I just think like a lot of people would benefit from that, especially me and my first year self. I had a lot of bad habits, like cramming, dropping everything when I have tests, um, just studying all the time if, if I have an exam and like not focusing on my eating and taking care of yourself Cause, because that's not a sustainable way to live. And things like that actually make your mindset go to negative places even more, like when you're not taking care of yourself, not exercising, not eating well not making time for like friends and family and and hobbies you care about mm, like, for, like for me my my entire first year I didn't, I didn't work on music at all and i thought it like it was because i had a lot of work to do but in my second and third year i had a lot more schoolwork, and i was making music all the time and it helped me be even more efficient you know what i mean because i was in a better mental state yeah and and that's 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 like an, a really important thing as well between or from undergrad to postgrad, 
when you make time and have that balance you almost you almost do better at everything that you're trying to do instead of just dropping everything for things like school and grades so yeah that's that's my opinion on that yeah just really quick one thing i just want to mention is i really like what you said about the resume building and Mm -hmm. and i know that you know we a lot of people and myself included will fall suit to just trying to build the resume but um and and you said probably that's okay because we need to do that but it's really important to recognize um why you're doing it and and recognize that you're in the situation and what can you learn from this and how can you apply that to your future um i think that's a lot of really good questions that you need to ask yourself even when you're you know you're just resume building yeah 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 all right okay for sure honestly want to go to the oh that was that was a lot of good stuff man yeah guys i can't lie yeah that was awesome for for a first episode i'm really i'm really happy with with how it turned out and i hope you guys like it too and if you guys have any we're gonna put this up on a lot of platforms it's gonna be on like your usual like spotify uh apple Podcasts as well but mm. if, if there, there's some platforms where you can actually leave comments like such as soundcloud and i would love to see your comments and and your opinions yeah. on what we talked Honestly. about it would be really helpful yeah. and for us help. to grow yeah exactly and just like get more topic ideas get some good discussion going because that's the whole reason for doing this stuff right yeah and, yeah and yeah like i'm really i'm glad we had this top this conversation about this topic super important these days and i just wanted to us to conclude with a quote that we each really think has been important for us about mindset something that's helped us stay on stay on our path and you know stay resilient so yeah let's do let's Mm. do that real quick do you want to start us off yeah prop take it away i can start it off so i've been listening to um this audiobook called can't hurt me by David Goggins, he's if, if you guys don't know who he is, he's a he's a Navy SEAL who went on to break the pull-up record and do a lot of ultra races. But he started off in a really rough position. Uh, he had a really rough childhood, and he was like 300 pounds and a cockroach exterminator, and he turned his life around. So he's he's a really cool guy. <clears throat> but he wrote an audiobook on how to kind of master your mind and use uh, discomfort and your um the things that you went through to make yourself stronger and i think one thing that i guess it's not really a quote but one thing he really talks about is that you have to build calluses on your brain just like how you build calluses on your hands which is really cool to me because like let's say you're learning how to i guess like like even with things like playing guitar you're you're playing guitar the strings are cutting into your hands but then over time, your your fingers develop calluses to adapt to that type of discomfort, and it doesn't hurt anymore. And the same thing, like if you're doing a lot of pull-ups, your hands aren't used to gripping steel. You're doing deadlifts and stuff, but then over time, it gets easier to hold because your skin develops that that thick callus. I think that's also really important for your mindset in response to tough situations and a really good way to build that callus on your your brain, literally is to put yourself in situations that are uncomfortable but are going to make you a better person at the end of it. Like, whatever that is, that doesn't even need to be physical. Like, obviously, exercise is a really important physical challenge to start improving your your physical health. 
but it could even be things like that are like more spiritual like let's say you need to even do something like have a difficult conversation with a friend or a family member that you've been putting off or something like that right mm-hmm. something like that will will help you i guess improve the quality of that relationship and make you better at dealing with conflict and things like that and over time doing those uncomfortable things even when you don't really want to instead of running away from them is going to callous your mind and make your mindset even stronger towards things that you maybe even can't even control and help you mm. be more positive and more optimistic and and resilient so, so that's like a really important well quote that that stuck out to me from that book um and it's, it's really helped me improve my life mm-hmm Love it. Go for it, Michael. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can go. Y'all are so nice. Go for it. Oh, all right, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm. I'm gonna keep this one brief. Um, the quote that um, I came across. I don't know. I was just like one night thinking about this kind of stuff, and I just like thought this. Um, so what I wrote down here was, and I was thinking about this when like in terms of my mindset when it comes to getting into school or even like it it can be applied across any goal or challenge that you face really so the quote goes like this um so i wrote you have to read optimism in your darkest times in order to succeed in the venture that you're in so Mm. it's a simple it's it's a very simple quote and i think i i lived like through it, some experience like my own in my own experiences I feel like um a lot of the goals and things that we've talked about today has only reinforced one thing in me and it's the fact that like everything that you do and it could be your career it could be eating well every day it could be working out it could be the relationships that you build everything requires daily practice and like what perhaps said in terms of getting the calluses in your brain and your mind it's it's similar to that in the sense that you have to constantly put in effort in order to grow and the thing that's hard is the fact that like when you do something for a while and you feel like you don't see that progress or you feel like you don't want to get up at this time or you feel like you don't want to work out today or you're just too sore or anything like that in that in those times is, is where like you kind of determine whether or not you're going to come out a winner or you're going to kind of set yourself back. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in those times, people go, okay, this is not for me. I'm going to stop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on something else. I think if you continue down the path and breed that optimism that's necessary to push through and keep going, I think that's the thing that kind of... Like, whatever, it doesn't have to translate into something that you expected, but I know that whatever you do today is going to lead to some sort of success later. Even though that's not the thing that you intended to do, it'll put you in a better position later. So um, I'm, I'm going to just leave it at that and uh, let Michael um, finish it off. On Man, a more you, guys both had, uh, <laughs> you guys had some beautiful quotes. I'm, I'm about to tear up over here. Thanks, <laughs> Damn. Damn. Okay, I'm, I'm going to keep, my, <laughs> I'm gonna keep mine pretty brief right too. <laughs> well, we're all going to have a call after this and just cry together. Okay, um, so... <laughs> Okay, so um, the quote that I found and one that I've known for a long time and I, I sort of go back to a lot is the one, I'm sure a lot of you know this one as well, it's from Ro- uh, Rocky Five when he was talking to his son 
Um, he was kind of giving him a little motivational speech. So if you don't know the quote, um, this is how it goes. It goes, it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward, that's how winning is done. <laughs> so, you know, this quote means a lot to me because life is going to throw punches. And if you've seen the Rocky movies, it, they can be pretty hard hits. And it's going to be up to you to be resilient and, and keep keep moving forward because things are going to knock you down. Things are going to be tough. You're going to, you're going to run into um, challenges. You're going to run into um, roadblocks, just like we're, we're having a challenge with the adapting to this COVID-19 pandemic right now as a, as a class and as a community um, and as a country. So it's about taking those situations, understanding that they're, they're difficult and, and they're going to hurt and it's going to be painful. Um, but realize that, you know, you need to be resilient. Look at what you can learn from those situations and what good you can take from them um, and, and carry that on throughout the year, your interactions with your friends, your family, your classmates, your coworkers, whoever it is. Um, just just carry those on. Um, and I think that's what's going to make you a really resilient human being and be in that correct mindset. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. I'm tearing up. I, I cried. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm sniffling. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was great. That's probably a wrap on our end for the first episode of the PT3 podcast. Thank you guys for whoever tuned in. We're probably going to be doing one every two weeks for for now, but eventually uh, we will we'll see if we're doing one every week or so. Right now, mm. expect one every every two ish weeks. Let us know, again, like wherever you have contact with us, what your thoughts are on what we talked about. If you have anything to add, anything you really, you really took away that was important to you, or even like any topic ideas that you have. We have a couple that, we're, that we have in mind, but we'd love to get any topic ideas yeah. from you guys. And yeah. that's, a, that's about Thanks it. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Thanks a lot. lot. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks Seriously. for listening. And we know it Appreciate takes like, it. a lot of time to tune in and listen three dudes talking for 76 minutes <laughs> but yeah so hope you guys take are taking care of yourselves hope you guys stay safe and we will see you on the next episode peace